This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Eliza Harvey. It's Wednesday the 9th of March. In your Squiz today, more flooding in Greater Sydney, a new virus in town, a breakthrough for the anti-ageing industry, and Eurovision for the US. This is your Squiz today. It's floods leading the news again this morning, Eliza. This time, Greater Sydney absolutely copping it with rain yesterday from a low-pressure system. It's officially Sydney's wettest start to the year, with the northern beaches bearing the brunt of a long and sustained downpour. It absolutely bucketed down for the whole day. Uh, it felt like someone turned on the rain tap full ball and forgot to turn it off. Uh, you mentioned the northern beaches. The seaside suburb of Manly was evacuated as the nearby dam started to spill. That was pretty incredible and that affected about 800 homes. But it wasn't just the northern beaches. It was Greater Sydney. At one stage, almost 60 evacuation orders were in place, affecting 40 to 50,000 people. So it just gives you an insight into the scale of the crisis in New South Wales. Uh, sadly, the bodies of a 67-year-old woman and her son were found in a stormwater canal in Western Sydney. And that brings the death toll from the floods in New South Wales to seven. Forecasters say there is some relief coming, but the flood threat remains as river levels continue to rise. There's been a fair bit of commentary and criticism on the official response to the floods and whether it's been enough or fast enough. This is at both a state and federal level. Yeah, there has. And many squizzers would have seen the destruction in the city of Lismore in northern New South Wales. Uh, The town of Mwilumba nearby was cut off for almost five days. There was very little phone and internet coverage, let alone power. So residents there were pretty cranky that they had to rely on volunteers rather than the emergency service for help. Today, the Prime Minister will travel to these towns with new funding to support the reconstruction. Uh, The Defence Force has defended its approach. It's also ramping up its operation on the ground. And yesterday, the New South Wales Premier, Dominic Perrottet, took responsibility for what he described as the inadequate response. He says it's pretty clear that more could have been done. When it comes to looking at the recovery, he also says it will not take days and weeks, but months and years ahead. Again, if you are in those areas, take care today. In the latest on the situation with Russia and Ukraine, US President Joe Biden has announced that the US will stop buying Russian oil, natural gas and coal. The EU and UK are also phasing out the use of Russian energy. It's a big move from Biden. He said that the move targeted the main artery of Russia's economy. That's also in tandem with the sanctions that we know about. But Biden warned that this would lead to expensive petrol prices and power bills more broadly for Americans, but it does have bipartisan support. It's interesting to see the response from Europeans. You mentioned that UK is going down the same path by the end of the year, but uh, upwards of 40% of Germans' energy supply comes from Russian gas. So that'll be interesting interesting to watch. Another big move overnight, China's President Xi Jinping has also weighed in on the war. He's described the situation in Ukraine as worrying and he says the priority should be preventing it from spinning out of control. Those are rare comments from the President of China. He's previously refused to condemn Russia's actions. Squizzers might remember that China and Russia signed a strategic alliance back at the start of the Winter Games this year. 
There's a new virus making news as it's arrived back in Australia, and that's JEV, the Japanese encephalitis virus. It's something that usually affects pigs and horses, but there are now cases here in Australia in humans for the first time in 27 years, eight so far, and a Victorian man has died, Eliza. Yeah, health officials confirmed yesterday that the man was in his 60s. We don't actually know a lot about him or where he caught the virus at this stage. Uh, He died on the 28th of February and they've just done the autopsy. So that's pretty concerning news. Normally the infection is like a mild cold, not obviously for everyone. In extreme cases, it can cause neurological complications and death. So it's passed around through mozzie bites. Uh, at this stage, people are being warned to keep that Erigard or Bushman's handy. Yeah, as we know, mozzies thrive in warm, wet conditions. That describes a lot of the east coast of Australia right now. So be mozzie safe is the official advice. A vaccine rollout will start to those considered vulnerable, including piggery workers. On to environmental news now. New data is showing that the Amazon rainforest is reaching a critical tipping point, something that could have profound implications for the world's climate and biodiversity. It's pretty sobering stuff, Eliza. Isn't it? Uh, Lots of sobering news this morning in the podcast, but Mm. this is really important. So scientists have examined month-to-month satellite images taken over the past 20 years, and they say that more than 75% of South American rainforest is taking longer to recover from droughts, fires and logging. And as a result of climate change, the dry seasons in the Amazon basin have become longer and the droughts have become more common. Deforestation is also another the factor that's been cited and that could see the rainforest more broadly lose its forest canopy Uh, that's what's referred to as the lungs of the world and so moving it from the forest into more of a grassy savanna which would release huge amounts of carbon into the atmosphere it's all pretty sobering stuff one slightly bit of good news the tipping point hasn't been reached yet so scientists continue to call for urgent action Anti-aging, it's a big industry and it's a big deal for a lot of people who'd like time to slow down just a little bit. Now, US scientists say they've had a breakthrough after successfully rejuvenating the cell tissues of middle-aged mice, Eliza. Take us through it. Yeah, so these scientists have drawn on the work by a Japanese Nobel laureate who discovered that a mixture of four molecules, they're known as the Yamanaka factors, can turn older cells into younger stem cells almost anywhere in the body. And mice who received these Yamanaka factors for several months looked more youthful, with particular improvements in their skin and kidneys. And uh, scientists are excited about what it could all mean for anti-aging and diseases more broadly like cancer and Alzheimer's, they're at this stage cautious about using the same therapy on humans. Yes, previous studies have shown that fully reprogrammed cells can turn cancerous. For now, I think we'll all have to just stick with a heavy moisturiser, Eliza. Now, the singing competition Eurovision is a bright spot in many calendars and the US reckons it's onto a winner with its own style of the singing competition. They're going to call it the American Song Contest. It's going to pitch state versus state and they've got some pretty big names on board. 
They really have. So the show's going to be hosted by Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson, but some of the contestants are going to be Jewel. She's going to represent Alaska. Macy Gray representing Ohio. And Michael Bolton is there for Connecticut (laughs) just for a little bit of a uh, step back in time. But um, I suppose it was only a matter of time before another country or region at least did their own Mm. version of Eurovision, given that it's so huge now. Uh, But I'm told by those in the know uh, in the commentary that it's not about the big names necessarily. It's what Eurovision has shown, but it's about the banger, i.e. the big track that gets all the buzz. Mm -hmm. So um, my question though is, are they going to get the cultural element? Is it going to be all quirky and fun? Uh, And the costumes. And the costumes. I'm just wondering if it's going to be like the musical transformation akin to The Office, you know, when it moved from the UK (laughs) to America and it didn't quite translate in my opinion at least. Mm, can, Can they do it? Look, if it's as absolutely bonkers and wacky as Eurovision we can only hope that's the kind of entertainment I think we need with the with everything that's going on in the world right now <laughs> squeeze the day Eliza what are you keeping an eye on well I'm looking at the Prime Minister heading up north to New South Wales this terrible run of weather in New South Wales and Queensland has really put climate change back on the agenda for the upcoming election so that'll be interesting to see how that goes today also marks the anniversary of the launch of the Barbie doll the first ever Barbie <laughs> doll was premiered at the American Toy Fair back in New York in 1959. Been a fair few uh, since then. made and played with since then. <laughs> yep. Beheaded if they were if my little brothers got anywhere near them. A staple in a lot of playrooms, that's for sure. That's about all from us. Before we go, as you guys mentioned yesterday on the pod, we're celebrating our fifth birthday this week. As we always say, your recommendations are the number one way that we grow. So to celebrate that, jump into the Squiz Today newsletter if you're a subscriber and use your referral link to share the Squiz. We'll be picking one person to win a $500 Airbnb voucher and one of their referrals to win one as well. It's on until the 15th, so not too late to sign up to the newsletter and check it out yourself either. All the details will be in there all week that's all from us have a good wednesday and we will be back with you tomorrow 